Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. Woo, I'm excited. How are you guys? It's been a busy, it's been a busy couple months here at Learn Stage Lighting, but I'm excited for today's podcast. Why am I pumped? Well, a couple things. One, I get to answer your questions, and I enjoy doing that every day. In fact, it's been it's been a super busy week for me on this past week, and I'm just really excited to be back here in the Learn Stage Lighting Studios, as it as it could be, my office, um, and and be recording this for you guys. Because guess what? We've got a big trade show this week happening in uh, Germany, and uh, a lot of new products are coming out. I'm going to cover them today, some of them. Then also, we're going to answer your Q&A, like I said. So a couple things. Um, if you are new here, head over to learnstagelighting.com slash quiz, and I want to help you out to get started with lighting. So how am I going to do that? Well, what I'm going to do is I want to send you a free guide to get you started. So you'll just answer a couple quick questions. That's why it's called a quiz. And then I will send you a free guide that's going to help you get started with your particular type of lighting. Awesome. So let's talk about some news today. I've got some exciting stuff. So as I mentioned, the Pro Light and Sound trade show is happening this week and it is over in Germany. Now, from all things I can gather, this may be the largest industry trade show that there is for the world of, of sound and the lighting. Um, in the U.S., we have LDI, which is a lighting one, and there's also NAM, which has grown quite huge, which is a music trade show. Um, and, and NAM's pretty huge, but I feel like more new products get introduced at Pro Light and Sound, and then second is kind of LDI, and then third maybe NAM. Um, uh, overall. And so exciting things from my friends at Onyx. First of all, um, the Dialos system has been announced. And so what is Dialos? Well, Dialos is their new pixel mapper. So for everyone who's been asking to control pixels with Onyx for years, um, that that day has finally come. Um, not all consoles in in the same range as Onyx can control pixels. Some can and some can't, but, but quickly they're, they're all adding that functionality. So what this means is that you're basically able to line up all of your color mixing lights, um, whether that be LED pixels, probably moving heads, um, probably LED pars, etc. And you line them up in how they look visually. You line them up within Onyx. Then what you're going to do is you're going to go ahead and run video across them. And then that video content and effects and stuff like that is literally going to play across your lights. And so... If you've ever spent a lot of time trying to program kind of a specific, you know, color effect across something and you just can't quite get it right, well, often it, it would seem easier just to be able to run a video over it. And so this new system, the Dialos, is going to be um, really helpful for that. Now, here's the deal. It's brand new and, and they're just first announcing it. So it's not out yet. I haven't played, been able to play with it, and um, when I talk to a few uh, folks that I know at Elation, most of them have not gotten to play with it. It's brand spanking new, so it's going to be a while till we see it on actual consoles. Um, they haven't really announced a timeline for that yet, except within the year, um, was kind of subtly, um, unofficially announced at one point. So keep that in mind if you're an Onyx user. Um, pixel mapping is coming, and it's so exciting. And I think it's it's really amazing because I've watched Onyx grow over the past few years. And 
the the big reason why it's my best choice in console is that I think it it offers an unmatched value for the cost and they've been building up over the past few years you know building in different features here and there like um the 2d plan and having multi-part fixtures um accurately displayed in the 2d plan and then all of a sudden they increased the amount of output you could get um, which is important for pixels and they they decreased uh, some of the prices of their products and uh they're really in my book they're, they're doing an awesome job at creating some really cool stuff now in the other world of consoles, and I might have a link about the um, Onyx Dialos. I might not by the time this goes out. So if there's no link, we'll get one in the future out to you guys. But in other consoles, the uh, main competitor of my friends at Onyx, Camsys, have a cool new feature. And that cool new feature is um, a timeline. So uh, with this one, I can only find from PLNS a picture at the point of this recording. Um, I can't even find any video. But it basically looks like they've taken the audio program Audacity, which is an open source program, and they've built it into their consoles. And then they've got it where they've got a few layers below the audio, so they've got a music track built in, and they've brought in different lights and dragged them in, dragged in different cues to play at different times on their timeline. And so to me, this is really, really cool. And I think um, if you do look at the market and you pay attention to all the different consoles like I have... Um, you know, Camsys and Onyx, as they've both in the past few years got bought by these really hungry companies, Shave Inhalation, great companies who are building great lights and really working hard to build the best things in the world. Um, they've been acquired by these two companies, and it's really helped both consoles improve incredibly and be both really great values. And so I'm excited to see what, what this does for Camsys. Um, You know, obviously, I'm an Onyx guy, and I've always really liked it, and I like what it does, but... I'm not afraid to check out other consoles. I'm not afraid to use other consoles, and I do it often, to see what they're putting out. And, you know, if at some point, for some reason, you know, the certain features like this make Camsys better for some people, then I'm going to tell you guys about that, and I'm going to teach it. So that, that's my promise to you guys is that, you know, I love working with manufacturers. I love all the nice people at Onyx, and I think it's just a great, uh, it's just great that both of these companies and others on the market are working so hard to really be able to um, be more competitive and, and build the best things they can and continue to improve what we get to use. I mean, it's hard to think that when I first started, I was using like Hog 2s, um, which is technology from about the year 2000, from about 19 years ago. And programming, I mean, it's just like using a PC from the year 2000 to, compared to today. You know, the speed at which you can do things the ability, the, the sensicalness, um, the lack of bugs, you know, that you have today in software like this is just amazing. And so I, I just think it's incredible that that uh, all these folks are working together and, uh, you know, working to put out the best products they can. And I'm excited to see what Camsys um, is going to do with this. And so um, not a lot of info there. Last thing I've seen is a new light, um, which is really, really exciting. So this is the Claypacky, um Zytlos, I believe, which is surprisingly similar in name to the uh, Dylos from Onyx. But this is something that I think is cool. So I was thinking not too long ago, I was, I was talking to somebody about LED sources and how as you get brighter with LEDs, they get uh, less efficient. 
And, and so they're not as good of a replacement for traditional sources as they get brighter and bigger. And also how, for some reason, for video projectors, um, things have kind of shifted away from the LED um, per se and have moved to laser projectors. Now, I think the laser is still driven by an LED, but it's a laser source. And um, the, this new light by Clay Packy, I think, is really cool because it's a beam-style light, okay? But um, it is powered by a laser source. And so I think it's super cool because I'd seen this technology come into video projectors, and I thought, why hadn't it come into lighting yet? You know, maybe it didn't make sense. Maybe something didn't work. But then you see an area like a beam-type fixture where, um, you know, LED sources don't work amazingly well. They work for smaller beam fixtures, but the bigger ones are still all arc lamps because it, it, it just, the math and the physics just don't work out to make a good light. And so I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see it in person sometime. And, uh, you know, check out what a laser-based source can do for a cool light like that. Okay, so so be sure to check that out in the show notes. I, they have a really cool video with a guy with some mirrors on his hands, some mirrored gloves, and uh, I think it's really cool. So be sure to check that out. All right. So as I mentioned, guys, today, the Clay Packies I list that was, we're going to be answering your questions. And so uh, we'll call today's podcast maybe new products and your questions. Uh, so Bob writes in, actually, I just talked to Bob on a call um, earlier this morning and says, um, I love this site. Um, been a production pro from the late seventies to the mid nineties. So he's been doing some creative direction, been doing some lighting for some friends uh, who've asked him to help out. And uh, he's been using just a basic conventional console with some dimmer packs and some, um, some pars. Okay. But you know, he's had some situations come up where it makes sense to move to LED. And so he's saying, um, you know, these are going to be happening in bars and clubs with low ceilings, um, getting some uh, Chave Slimpar T12s, some ADJ Pocket Pros, and uh, keeping some conventional PAR 46s for front light and going with NTX D Pro. So what do I think about this? And, uh, you know, how much... Um, you know, will this work for what you're doing? And so, yeah, Bob, um, having just gotten off the phone with Bob, um, he got a, a member call as a Learn Stage Lady Labs member. He booked one today. Um, we, we were going over his rig today, and I think it's really good. Um, it, it, it's important to remember, I think, what kind of music you're lighting. So I've, I've, I've run into these creative direction kind of issues, and I think Bob really gets it because he comes from a theater background where sometimes you get a client and they're performing music, say, from the 50s or 60s, but they want the moving lights dancing all around. And, you know, at the end of the day, you, you got to do what your client does, wants you to do. But I love somebody like Bob who, who really gets it because my thought is, hey, if you're performing older music, then make the lighting mimic what that did back in the time. It's not to say you can't use moving lights, and it's not to say you can't use LEDs, and it's not to say that you can't move them and change colors. But I think it's important, especially when you're lighting music, and I think this looks like a good setup, Bob, um, but I just want to riff on this for a second because I think it's important that when you're lighting to live music, you keep in mind the context of that music. You know, if these people didn't have moving lights um, when they were around, 
then I like to stay true to that. And I think it looks awesome and it creates a really classic look. And, you know, then if the same band plays a more modern song, do something more modern. And I think it makes it really great art with lighting. And so you might say, oh, you're just being an artistic hippie or whatever. And and that's fine. But, but I really think um, if you're lighting somebody who is an act that's playing older music, that's not playing the new stuff, that's playing classics, then why not light them in a classic way? You can totally use LEDs and stuff like that, and it saves so much time on setup. But um, but I would say go ahead, you know, don't be afraid of using modern stuff because you can still create a really timeless look, but still have that flexibility as well that you're looking for. Awesome. So Andrew writes in and says, I'm using Camsys Magic Cue. That's what we were actually just talking about um, in the news section for building my light show, and I'm using Ableton Live to run click and tracks for my band. Is there a way that I can use utilize Artnet inside of Magic Q to listen for timecode tracks from Ableton to activate cues? Please forgive me if I'm using incorrect terminology. I'm still figuring all this out and have yet to be in front of a real lighting desk. Okay, Andrew, so there, there's a few ways that you could potentially trigger this. Um, one option is to use Ntex DMXs or its somewhat upgraded new-ish version called um, called show buddy active which is not by Intech, but by a third-party company called uh, db audio and these programs um it would probably be more efficient for you to buy show buddy active uh, can output artnet and work as an ableton live plugin so out of ableton itself you're not going to get dmx's dmx out of there you're not going to get artnet out of there um unless it's through another program but a plugin like ShowBuddy Active um, can send out some basic Artnet messages, and then you could potentially use Camsys Magic Queue to activate um, different queues at different times through Artnet. Okay. Now, uh, another thing you may be able to do is you might be able to use OSC. Now, I'm not quite sure how to do this inside of Ableton, but you might be able to do with it with Show Cockpit, which is at showcockpit.com. Um, and it's a program that allows you to link different programs together, including Ableton. Um, I think right now it may only do the tempo from Ableton, but you could send MIDI out of Ableton and then bring that in to Kansas as OSC or something else. There's a lot of options there. So, um, and, and then a third option, um, if you go to figure53.com, there's a program called QLab. And QLab is similar in that um, it, it is a program that can translate things like this sometimes. It, it, it's more likely that you'd get it going with show cockpit, but um, those are some options there that, that you might be able to do. Last but not least, actually, um, Camsys, if you're using actual time code, Camsys has a, a time code widget that can input time code and take it in. So you might want to look into that too. Again, I'm not as up on Camsys as I am on some other consoles, but I know enough to be dangerous. And so... Um, you should be able to be able to get it work working. Um, but the exact pieces you need, I, I hopefully this has helped you kind of narrow that down. Awesome. So our last question today is from Musa, and he said, um, I could use some help. I'm using some single channel dimmer packs, but they don't seem to hold if signal is lost. Um, and that causes oh, and you're using wireless and sometimes there's dropouts with your wireless DMX. Wondering if I know of any neat small units that can provide a fail-safe hold last signal function until new signal is received. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to try a few more options to improve my connectivity. So yeah, Musa, um, 
you know, on the four channel dimmer pack world or the single channel, there's not a lot of options out there of stuff. There's just not. Um, I would look at ETC stuff. They're at etcconnect.com. And they're a theatrical style company. But but even before I do that, honestly, um, I wouldn't get hung up on using single channel dimmer packs that, that will hold the last scene. I would rather you fix your wireless and get your wireless working right. Because think about it this way. Um, you can get wireless DMX working reliably and you can get it working well. Now, you might have to buy a higher quality unit than what you have already. I'm not sure what the issue is. I don't have a lot of information here. But I would rather you get your wireless working right than try to buy a dimmer pack that can help you get around the fact that your wireless doesn't work right. Because if you want to make a change to the lights and the dimmer pack is holding, then you go to change a light, the dimmer pack is holding because it doesn't have new signal, and you're trying to change something and you can't. Like, I would kind of rather, um, with a dimmer pack, I would rather know that it's not getting signal than try to then have it not getting signal, but it looks fine. And then I try to change something because I need to change something and I can't. So that's kind of my soapbox there. Um, if you do want something, I would switch to LED fixtures. Pretty much all LED fixtures will hold the last... Um, until they get to DMX signal. And so that's a great option as well. That might not have been the most helpful answer, but uh, hopefully that helps you. And either way, you um, you get what you pay for, right? It's free advice here on the show. Awesome. So with that said, guys, show notes are going to be at learnstagelighting.com slash 061. Can you believe that? We've done 61 of these. And next week on the show, I'm really pumped for next week because my friend Pete Greenfield is going to be on and we're going to be talking about music and how to light music, um, how to get started with band lighting and a whole host of other topics. I hope you'll join me. Until then, I will see you later and have a great week. And that's it for today's show. Thank you for listening to the Learn Stage Lighting podcast. Be sure to visit us at LearnStageLighting.com to see show notes, past episodes, and download a free guide on how to begin with lighting in your specific context. I'll see you guys on the site. Thanks. Thanks.